With Pesach, Zman Cheruseinu behind us, we want to walk away with some greater appreciation of what Cheras is all about and Geula is all about and the tools to realize personal redemption in everyday life struggle. So in this regard, I turn to the motif at the time of Yitzias Mitzrayim, Ulechol b'nei Yisrael yachratz kalav l'shono, even the dogs did not bark. Now on a level of pshat, the Pasuk is saying something very simple. Unlike the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, who at the time of Makas Bechoros, the plague of the firstborn, were beset by mourning and chaos and making a lot of noise, B'nai Yisrael and their redemption experienced serenity, calm. Even the dogs did not bark. But I am convinced that there's more to it than that. This fixation on dogs, this footprint of the dog, or may I say paw print of the dog, in the Torah's Chaim's story of Yitzias Mitzrayim, in the eternal Torah's record of Yitzias Mitzrayim, must be symbolizing more to us. What is a dog about? What does a dog symbolize in Torah thought? And what does that tell us about the messages of Geula and Yitzias Mitzrayim? So to demystify this canine mystery, I turn to a Gemara in Brachos. The Gemara talks about the Mishmaros, the guards of angels of Malachim and Shemaim, who change throughout the night, much like Buckingham Palace, where there is a change of guards here on earth. Well, the celestial kingdom, much the same, has a change of guard, a change of Malachim. And the Gemara tells us that at each time over the course of the night that the guards change, Hashem roars in mourning over Chorban Beis HaMekdash, over the Jewish people's exile. And the Gemara demarcates certain expressions here on earth, certain manifestations here on earth, from which we can discern what's going on in heaven. That when these phenomena are occurring, we know it is one of those changes of the guard, when Hashem is mourning the Chorban. And the Gemara tells us in the middle of the night, Chatzos, midnight, when the middle, guard, the middle of the night guard is changing, what happens at that time is, Klavim Tzawakim, the dogs are crying, the dogs are barking. Says Rav Tzadok HaKohen Lublin, the dogs barking, the dogs crying, is a symbol for tefillah, for prayer, that we Jewish people should be raising our voice in prayer much like the dogs are barking. We too should be mourning Chorban Beis HaMikdash, just like Hashem is. Now on the face of it, it's very strange that the dog is serving as a symbol of tefillah. Why? Well, what does a dog represent in Torah thought? We are told many times by Chazal, that the dog's meat of the dog's trade is chutzpah, is brazenness. The dog says, have, have, give me, give me. In fact, it's interesting. In, in Eretz Yisrael, where even the children's frolicking and playing reflects 
words of Torah and aphorisms of Torah. Children do not say the dog barks rough, rough, but rather they say that the Kalev barks hav, hav, give me, give me, in line with this teaching. The dog is brazen, I'm a chutzah, and it says give me, give me. Well, that, I believe, is exactly the reason why the Kalev, the dog, is the icon of prayer of tefillah for Geula. To pray for Geula, you need to be brazen like a, do- a dog. It is so easy to lose hope, to, amidst the dreariness of Gullus, become complacent and just accept the gloomy conditions and not hope for any better. To raise your voice in prayer takes gumption, gall, chutzpah, brazenness, and say, Hashem, I do not accept this. I want better. I want to thrive. I want Klal Yisrael to thrive. This is the symbol of the dog. Klav Mitzalakim. Well, now returning to the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, a story which hinges on tefillah. What the Jewish people were redeemed in Mitzrayim when they raised their voice, when they yelled out tefillah, as the Torah says, Vayanchu b'nei Yisrael men the Jewish people groaned, they cracked, and they entreated Hashem. Then they were redeemed. So over the course of the Gullus, they learned the lesson of the Caliph, of the dog. Be a machutzah, be brazen, scream out to Hashem, don't accept the status quo. Only upon the time of Geula could they settle down. They no longer needed to yell. Their wish had been achieved. So it was at the time of the Geula that it says, the dogs don't bark anymore. I am suggesting to contrast with the previous period of the Gullus, when the dogs barked, not only the physical dogs, but also the Jewish people adopted the, do- the canine trait of chutzpah and said, Hashem, I do not accept the morosis, the poor conditions, the horror, I want better. At the time of the Geula, they could sit tight. The dogs didn't bark anymore, and neither did they have to yell. That is my suggestion. What we're looking now is for a clue, a trenchant proof to our interpretation that lo yachretz shown the dogs not barking is in line with this Gemara, the barking dogs as a symbol of prayer. Well, we mentioned already that the time that the dogs bark at night, in the, as, as explained by the Gemara and Parachas, is in the middle of that night. Chatzos, midnight. When the middle Mishmar of Malachim changes over. Well, here we have an unbelievable quote-unquote coincidence. It was exactly at Chatzos Halayla, midnight, when Makas Bechoros hit. The Jewish people were redeemed. At that very time, the dogs did not bark. Chatzos Halayla, the very time when dogs are normally barking. Specifically, on that night of Pesach, in the Jewish community, they are not barking in a discernible, standout deviance from the rule. 
The time that they are not barking is the time that otherwise they do bark. The time of the middle mishmar. There was a clear and discernible vacuum that night in the lack of barking. Chatzos halayla, exactly. That discernible vacuum now is readily understood because the dogs barking was the symbol of the exile. Jews, you need to raise your voice in prayer. You need to be brazen. You need chutzpah. Only now that there is ge'ula. Do the dogs not bark where they normally do? Do the Jewish people no longer need to raise their voice in prayer? Now, perhaps we are skeptical of this positive imagery of the dog and this suggestion that dogs do not bark indefinitely. Dogs only bark when there's danger. Dogs only bark when there's gallus at the time of the ge'ula. The dogs are laid to rest, and by extension, we Jewish people are able to lay our yells to rest. Well, we have another Gemara, which complements this one so nicely, and thereby lays all of our questions to rest regarding the dog, and this understanding that the dogs eventually do reach peace, eventually stop barking. Because the Gemara says in Pavakama, Klav and Bochim, if dogs are crying, it means Malachamavas fear, it means the angel of death is in the city. Dogs do not bark without a reason. Dogs bark because of their deep spiritual sensitivity. They metaphysically perceive things which man cannot. They see danger. They see the devilish face of the Malachamavas staring down at them. And that's why they are barking. However, continues the Gemara when Malacham, when Elio Hanavi be here, when Elio Hanavi's in the city, Klav Mesach, and then the Klav laugh. When there is Geula, the dogs don't bark anymore. The dogs are happy. So here we see the behavior of the dog, to bark or not to bark, is directly congruent with the state of Geula, no Geula. Well, now we can own for ourselves the Itzias Mitzrayim story. The dogs cease to bark only at the time of the geula because dogs perceive, dogs of all creatures perceive the pendulum shift between tragedy and triumph. And why the dogs? Because the dogs, as we're explaining our representations of the way the Jewish people have to respond to Gullus, they are brazen as we need to be brazen and say, I do not accept the exile. I will scream like a dog until the hope of Gula materializes. And then I will seize my yell. I will seize my bark. So the upshot lesson of this powerful imagery, the dog, the caliph, and everything this teaches us is, as we face struggle in life, as we face our own goals, and we all have it, We all are dreaming for personal liberation. We all have baggage from the past. We, some of us are struggling with relational struggles. We are not where we want to be vis-a-vis others and our nearest and dearest. Some of us are not where we want to be in terms of our middos and our personal behavior. Some of us 
are in unfortunate work environments, are experiencing bullying, which is a major problem in the adult world as well. We're not where we want to be on many different fronts. Well, the key to personal geula beyond Pesach and our everyday life is you need to be brazen like a doll. You need the audacity to hope not to accept the status quo. But to say, Hashem, I want better and I insist on better. I'm going to yearn, I'm going to long, and I'm going to raise my voice, not only in protest, but in prayer, in tefillah. I have a moon of things could be better, and I accept nothing less. The audacity of hope is the key to Geula, not only national, but the key to personal redemption as well, as we learn from the dog, the indelible footprint, or may I say, Paw print of the caliph in the story of Gaulas Mitzrayim.